When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The true story of a mother's search for her daughter's murderer. This week on the podcast, Lois Duncan's Who Killed My Daughter. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA pulp fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And today to discuss Lois Duncan's Who Killed My Daughter is resident low dunk expert, correspondence, correspondence, correspondence. I'm correspondence. I'm a <laughs> yeah. pile of mail. Yeah. <laughs> we on the don't end table. Open. Patrick, open it up. Patrick doesn't like to appear on the podcast. He prefers to send us his correspondence. <laughs> That's right. Which we <laughs> have then been have unopened. Read aloud by this fellow. His name is Jonathan. <laughs> it's yes, Jonathan Johnsy. Um, I'm, I'm uh, I, Jonathan Johnsy. I'm uh, opening Patrick Ellers' correspondence <laughs> and reading uh-huh. each everything I start talking. Every time I start talking, that's me reading a new letter that he mailed in. Yeah, which <laughs> so much is weird because you wouldn't think he would be so on top of what we were going to say, but he is. He's very good. He's very good. Patrick Ellers is a master <laughs> at correspondence. Guys, it's me. I, I'm I'm Patrick. What? what? No. You're the comedian and podcaster, Patrick Ellers? Oh, sorry, that was just what Kelly. the next letter oh, said. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. Wow. Really embarrassing for me. Um... Thank you so much for coming on the show to talk to us about a piece of nonfiction by our girl Lodunk. Right. Yeah. It is not fair to call this YA no. f- fiction. The, I mean, sometimes the podcast does what it wants. I understand. It's yeah. a living, breathing creature. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes we talk about it. So I, probably every time we read a book, any book. <laughs> you talk about what every time you read a book? No, we talk the about the fact that she's written this book about oh, yeah. her daughter oh, being yeah. murdered. It's the the very concept this book existing is like borderline horrifying mm-hmm. yeah um and ultimately heartbreaking mm-hmm. yes um i don't know i i just finished the book today like earlier this evening and i almost don't know what to do with myself or with my feelings yeah <laughs> yeah well it's interesting cuz just generally speaking at first i was like oh this is very sad and then i was like okay and like then I got checked out. I was literally checked out, mm-hmm. mostly during the really long psychic parts where I was like, I yes. don't understand what this is saying. Well, and the Lois Duncan is such a good writer. I and know. anytime that we, you know, steer away from her words to get to a psychic's words or an article that she's reprinting, um, you're just like, oh, I just missed the low dunk. I just yeah. want to <laughs> I just want to hear her elegant prose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's this the like main psychic. Um, oh, my God. Writes terribly. Her, yeah, it was hard to get through. And the, there will be a the, sense that there is a male and then energy. And there will be a feeling of a male energy situated on the left, which is the male side. And then this and, and then this that. this conveys a sense of power that feels that she is the one who had done the thing that will present itself, but it will be 
more affirmed on the second. It sounds sounds like we're being shitty and fake. And I know, and I know we'll get into the whole plot, but just to really show you that Lindsay was not fucking lying about this. Yeah, that that was not. There will be this energy that will be as of the impact of a sword. This will be the energy of Caitlin. And then there will be this energy of the one Robin, which will be like a large chevron at the bottom of this image. There is in this chevron that which will seem like the expediter. This will seem to allow that Robin will be informed and she will come to know what Caitlin is feeling at this time. No idea. And this is it's bananas. Pages and pages and pages of of this. Yes. And it's uh, it's so weird that like this is the revelatory shit that like makes Lois Duncan like you know confront suddenly how believe she, in yeah psychic abilities yeah. it changes and her whole reincarnation yeah and it changes her entire worldview absolutely irrevocably yeah and it is unfortunate that that style of psychic is our main psychic Betty yes. yeah. Because we see the we most hear of from her, her the most. Yeah. And it the other psychics are a little more straightforward, but very different methods. I feel um, like Betty would be the coolest one to see like cinematically because she's just sitting at a typewriter. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, her whoa, she just stopped typing. But like, really, you can tell she's not thinking about right. wording things. Yeah. You know what it feels like? It feels Which is like Lois's point. Where it's yeah. Like, yeah. Well, this isn't natural. You can't. Yeah. You would have to stop and pause. I'm a writer. The thing is, it feels a lot like when you have uh, predictive text, yes. like write a text yes. for you. That's what it felt like to me. Yes, yes. but for pages, pages upon pages, pages and pages. Yeah. pages. Uh, would yeah. you like to read the back of the book? I will. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say like to, okay. but I acquiesce. Later. I'll see you guys later. They were the last words Lois Duncan would ever hear her daughter speak. On a balmy midsummer's night in 1989, 18-year-old Caitlin Arquette was shot to death as she drove home along a deserted strip of New Mexico highway. The police called it a random shooting, even though it had all the earmarks of a professional hit. Now, this next part is in all caps, which I don't really need. Who would put out a contract on a beautiful young honor student? Was it grief that made Caitlin's Vietnamese lover try to take his own life? Or was it not an attempt at suicide at all? Lois Duncan's search for answers would take her into the underworld of Vietnamese gangs that stretched across three states— it would lead her to an extraordinary psychic and to a courageous journalist determined to expose the devastating truth. And it would send her on a numbing ger- odyssey into Caitlin's shocking secret life as she desperately sought justice for the daughter she would always love, even in the face of shattering betrayal and threats to her own life. Today, Lois Duncan is still searching for her daughter's killer. She will never give up. I think a numbing odyssey is maybe the best description of this book. Yeah. I like that on accident you almost called it a journey. Yeah, I almost did. Which is funny. I mean, just like, where did that come from? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. On a numbing journey. <laughs> that too. It's also a journey. Um, I, I mean, obviously, the biggest takeaway is that Lois Duncan is to be pitied and hugged. Yeah, I mean, I, I would not wish this on anybody. Like, m- for sure, my main takeaway is like that this woman has experienced a loss that is felt so acutely and mm-hmm. yet so generally all the time for her now. Yeah. And that's very sad. Yeah. And I, I connected with a lot of the descriptions of the aftermath of death and then the grief and the mm-hmm. way that feels mm-hmm. and the way it lasts and persists. Uh, yeah. She's a good writer. Yeah. well, She is a good writer. The, uh, the stuff about like loss and grief, like we were, 
we were picking that up in everything else that we read of hers before. And it hadn't even happened and yet. And this hadn't even happened yeah. yet. Which she talks about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, that's one of the, the big things that keeps popping up in this book is that like, not that she necessarily feels responsible for, you know, what, not that she like willed all of this sort of like mystery yeah. stuff into the world, but that like, she was a conduit for it because it was future. going to be important in her life yeah, later right. on. And that's what her husband kind of explains to her, right? Because she's like, because at first she's like, did I cause this then? Like, because it seems like the books that I'm writing mm-hmm. are becoming reality. And he was like, well, if we look at time like what it is, if you're being predictive, it was always going to happen. You're not causing this. Like, you're, it's e- as easy to look back as it is to look forward. Yeah. And so then that kind of calms her down a little bit. But I thought that was interesting, the comparison to a videotape that she gives. Yeah. Where, or that he gives. Um, for a second, I was treating it like he was a character she had written. No, it's her husband, Don. Um, he tells her, think of it like a videotape. Like, we're only familiar with rewinding, but you can fast forward and you see that they're going to drop their ice cream. She was like, but then if I know they're going to drop their ice cream, doesn't that mean that we have no free will? He's like, no, the only reason it drops in the future is because of them dropping it at this point in the tape. It doesn't mean they didn't choose to do that. Mm-hmm. It just means doing that led to the ice cream thing. And I thought that was interesting. I thought that was interesting too. Now, I I do have to touch on some of the issues that I had with this book. Yes. Race. Did yeah. Know. The race mm-hmm. thing. So many, so much use of the word oriental. Yeah. To describe people. Mm-hmm. And Vietnamese as a uh, plural noun. Yep. Yeah. Um, which I don't like it. What it, is what is correct? Well, you I could call I'm it mistaken. like if they if they are a gang, you could call it by the gang name. But to oh, describe, oh, oh. yeah, I just mean okay. like when she's saying like, oh, I think it was. Um, It'd be um, like the same way as saying when you're talking about a gang. Oh, the blacks, exactly. It's as if it is uh, as is in, the like, rest is representative yeah. of the entire race. Well, and like yeah, when you were I reading imagine. the back, uh, I like, you meant you can't call the entire Vietnamese No, you call Vietnamese. Don't Vietnamese. use the V and word. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. John, I'm a racist. Oh my God, I'm a racist this whole time. But when you were reading the back of the book that it points out Vietnamese gangs, but it doesn't say, who would shoot this white girl? Yeah. Even though that's like the clear subtext there yes yes and they keep mentioning throughout it too where they're like um how could this white girl get well mm-hmm. basically they're like how could our daughter get involved which is true where you think like how could my child get involved um with crime yeah you could think that but it's also like there is this heavy feeling of othering <laughs> yeah. yeah where it's <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. counterpoint where, where i'm like girl i get it you're in grief this is a very sad time for you but like, I feel like I'm sure that gang had a name. I'm sure it did. And you could yeah. call it the gang's name. But to say, oh, well, you know what? I think it has something to do with the Vietnamese. You know, these Orientals, blah, blah, blah. Here's where I wanted to throw my condol against a wall. Mm-hmm. It was very early on. It was when I found out that they call the Hispanic area of town Martinez Town. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's not an actual. I don't know. I didn't look it up. I didn't Google it. But that's just a horrible slang term. Like, because, like, so many Mexicans are named Martinez. Mm-hmm. That's just what we call that it. It's just got to be where all the Martinez and, is. And she is. never is like, we shouldn't call it that. No. <laughs> like, not once. Well, she, she doesn't ever mention 
I the, mean, she's saying specter, the things she's saying. Yeah. And and the specter of racism is she's only... what she's saying. <laughs> she's yeah. definitely she saying indeed. what she's saying. Yeah. yeah. Specter of racism only rears its head once, right? When um, Don says that... Yeah. When he's like, I didn't want to uh, object to the boyfriend because I didn't want to appear racist. Right. And she doesn't even say anything to like refute that to say anything about it she's just like he didn't want to say he didn't like him because he didn't want to look racist anyway well, i think i'm not excusing the language i'm just trying to look at the intent behind it sure grieving and woman lost her daughter she's allowed to be racist <laughs> <laughs> so what i'm looking behind it um is i think that i mean she says after uh caitlin died when robin and Robin and the other one, mm -hmm. uh, Carrie, when Robin mm -hmm. and Carrie are like, mom, sit down. Right. We have some feelings about Jung. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and she immediately defends him. She's like, how dare you? And she was the one who telling Caitlin, like, how you shouldn't hide your uh, where you are from your boyfriend. That's not right. Yeah. So I do think that the family liked him. I think that the dad's initial reaction to him, like, oh, I have a bad feeling about him. But then he was checking it in his mind and he's like, I don't sure why do maybe I feel I'm that being way? Yeah. racist. Mm -hmm. I don't want to appear that way. I'm gonna hold off and see who he is first. Yeah. So that's what I think was truly happening. Yeah. But it's, phrasing it that way is a problem. Well, it's it's yeah. it's interesting because so much of, you know, obviously like all the psychics and um some of like Lois's actual experience is um sort of like relying on like naked impulse mm -hmm. and not like filtering anything. So like, I wonder if those just are the like kind of racist thoughts that they have kind of just buried in their, you know, and just like being a filter for it yeah, or well, a non-filter for it, I guess. And also like if there's something that like a way of understanding like racist thought is that it is simple. Yeah. And when you are dealing with an un- Ununderstandable trauma of losing your daughter to a a crime, and you think that there's something more to it. And God, we will get into the fucking police in a second. Oh, the f the police. Fuck the police. Fuck, fuck the em. police. They fucked. I want to burn them to the. I want to go out there. These I want to fucking ass. I want to get my ass to Albuquerque. I want to find. Gallegos. Yes, Gallegos. Low. Oh. I just want to find. Barbara, I want to push him on the ground. Whatever the fuck. I don't want to be like, what is your fucking problem? <laughs> I know. It's just like. They'll probably flip right away. <laughs> <laughs> Investigate a motherfucking murder for two seconds, would you? All they care about is stats. All they care about is stats. When it got to that point, I was like, yeah, no, duh. Also, I was like, <laughs> why have you not figured this out hard, yet, of dunk. course. Yeah, but I mean, I get it. She's got a lot going on. She's got a dead she child. Does. She mother. has a lot going she's on. She's got some racist thoughts. She has, she has racist out, thoughts. Right. She's got to deal with it's that. Tough. She's allowed to be racist. <laughs> uh, it is just called Martinez Town. That wasn't like a slang oh. term exactly. Oh, you, gave, you looked it up? It's called yeah. that? It says, around 1850, Manuel Martin, an old town resident, left the area to settle this in the sand hills to the east. The story goes that Mr. Martin wanted his children educated, and the Catholic Church couldn't or wouldn't provide that. So he broke away from the church, moved east, and settled in for what would become a village named after him. 
Oh, so it's a sweet oh, story. So, so it's a sweet I story. am the true racist. Oh my god, you're like Dawn. Oh my god, again Dawn, I am proven Dawn. a racist. <laughs> First you call me Vietnamese. <laughs> to her sorry, face. To my face. <laughs> what's the correct term? <laughs> the look of fear in your face. When you're like, wait, what, what's the correct term? Wait, what do I say? I was like, my eyes were so wide. <laughs> you're like, I know I've used that word in front of Kelly. Um. I do want to talk a little bit about, because we did touch briefly mm. on how good she is at like dealing with the thoughts that go through your mind when you are just like floored by grief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a part where, so it's before Kate even dies. And so basically she gets this call. Well, Kate says, I'm going to go out and I go to my friend's house. And, um, Long story short, she gets shot. <laughs> Long story short. And that's the podcast, anybody. Uh, right. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> okay. Time no, to get to our mini so- <laughs> Okay. So, so she gets shot. And um, she's... Uh, she's uh, is this when she's in the hospital? She's in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And this is when... The uh, the doctor is coming out and talking to Lois and she's saying like, um, you know, it doesn't look good. Um, even if she does recover, she's not like so much of her brain matter has been destroyed by this bullet. I think you're about to read the part I just pulled up on my phone. <laughs> yeah. So then so she says, what should we pray for? I asked him. I don't know what to tell you. The future rolled out before me like a thin gray carpet. Days, months, years spent taking care of Kate's body an empty shell with the kernel of awareness removed from it. I experienced an unforgivable moment of self-pity. That line, I was like, damn. Damn dunk. Um, For the rest of my life. I how honest that was. Yes, and she's, I love, like, for the rest of my life, I would soon be cast in the role of caretaker, bathing, diapering, spoon feeding, exercising a vegetable, unable to work, to travel, to visit my out-of-state children and grandchildren. I would live out the rest of my days with Kate's body as as my jailer, which I was like, Dang, and then immediately she's I can like, I will do this. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can do that. It was right, yeah. like that's, yeah. that's the that the was... thing that she takes on over and over again is like, yeah. I'm the f- next step is going to be impossible. I'll take it, and that's yeah. the thing that she has been like, and n- not even like the 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 big strokes of I can do this that are talked about on the back of the book, but even just like the day to day living yeah. and existing, mm-hmm. where she's just like, if that's the only option, I'm I have to do it. That is the hardest part. I I highlighted a few things um, that either resonated with me because my dad died or were very similar to things I wrote after my dad died. Um, The first big one was the day that began like a surrealistic nightmare continued on that way. Mm. We staggered around like zombies, bumping into each other, dropping things, making lists of things that needed to be done and then losing the lists dependent upon kind-hearted friends to guide and direct us. The first of those friends to arrive on that terrible morning was a recent widow who knew firsthand how the grief process worked. She took one look at our faces, realized we were dysfunctional, and loaded us into her car to go shopping for a cemetery plot. Yeah. Like there the were, zombies thing. The zombie you thing. You turn into, like, you don't know what you're doing. You're just sort of moving. You're dropping things. Nothing you're trying to decide makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another one that was similar to a thought I had, um, where she's talking about like, well, what, what do we do now mm. that all the like busy work is gone? Yeah. The 
like busy work of mm-hmm. taking care of the funeral and any and everything else. Let me yeah. see if I can find that. I also love what were you gonna um well the one that I thought of, which is similar to like just being a zombie, was when they have their first Thanksgiving without her. And um Don, the dad, puts himself in charge of cooking the turkey. And the whole day everyone just yes. keeps saying Oh, the cur- the turkey smells so good cooking. And then she opens it like hours later and he hasn't even turned, even turned on the out. oven. Yeah. And she says that she finds a pale white carcass in the oven. And it's just like, man. She knows what she's God. doing. Like, she, she, knows, she, knows she knows what she's doing. She knows the lady how to express. knows her way around a word. Here's another few that I saw. The fact that our world was a madhouse actually proved a blessing because it allowed us more time to accept the unacceptable. That was another one. Um, Don, the husband, is like world's best husband, right? Oh, oh my yeah. God. He's great. He's a fucking hero. I love this guy. He's amazing. Because like, even well, when she's... He lives to support her in this life. That's yeah. a good point. <laughs> I mean, okay, yes. And then his life is a shell is because his daughter... A, he is from a past life. <laughs> yeah. He is here That's to su- support Duncan hers. Yes. Uh, in a... a Almost a nursing way, right? In the words of uh, one of our psychics. Yeah. I should have highlighted. In the sense of a nurse. (laughs) In the sense of a nurse. Oh. Which has a left-hand aspect. (laughs) And then Lodunk is like, I hope that's not true. And I'm like, girl. Girl, it is true. It is true. It's been true. But also good on her for being like, I don't want to exactly relegate him to that role. He's mm-hmm. my husband. Sure. And, we, you know, we're seeing a very narrow window of her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's an important period in her life for sure. But she lived for like 80 years. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Yeah. He's not always going to be her nurse. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh, she imagines that she hears Kate's laughter at one point. That peal of laughter was so vivid in my memory that for one crazy instant, I thought I was actually hearing it. Then reality took over and the sound was replaced by the voices of friends and relatives and the clink of glasses and silverware as Kate's farewell party accelerated. That was something that happened to me at my dad's funeral. Like it ended, it wrapped up and we're all kind of like cleaning Mm -hmm. up the like trays of sandwiches or whatever. And I realized I hadn't eaten and I grabbed a sandwich and I like could just picture my dad there so vividly talking and laughing and eating and being like the center of attention. and. And it was like, it struck me as so extreme that he wasn't there and that that's the whole point of this event. Right. Was like laughable. And so I was just like crying and laughing and eating a sandwich oh my God. all at the same time. <laughs> um, I, I pulled a little passage from uh, the, the funeral itself that, um, I don't know, it's I, the way she uses language, I, like I can't quite wrap my head around. <clears throat> I remember little about the funeral except that the chapel was jammed and people couldn't find seats were standing in the aisles. Kate's body, now hollow and broken like a piñata, was it was in a closed cast closed casket. The minister began the service with the 23rd Psalm and I tried to picture Kate lying down in a green pasture or waiting in still waters of some heavenly pond, but the shadow of death was too dark for such visions to be of comfort. I highlighted the broken piñata. Broken piñata, man. Broken piñata, like, man. Ouch. So she's a good writer. She can be pretty harsh about other people's writing, particularly. Go on. Um, her son Brett. Oh yeah. Wow. She really. Although, oh, I highlight. I highlighted that too. Go on. I mean, okay. His his short story isn't great. Like we I all read it. Love that she called him out on it. I know. So it. 
We all read it. Brett, okay, this is so sad. Brett, Brett I'm so sorry for angel. your loss. I'm so sorry. I, ugh, okay. Brett, just our, sorry, just... our current present engineer, we're very sorry. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we keep saying your name like we pity you. <laughs> okay. okay. Okay, Brett, the, the brother mm-hmm. of... Wait, is engineer Brett the oh, brother? God. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, my God. This oh, is... don't, don't look over oh, my God. Don't, 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 okay. don't look at us. Okay, so, so we, Brett, don't, Brett, don't look at us. Nobody. Don't look at us. So I will I will read the part that I highlighted where she gives him a little bit of feedback. Just a little. What do you think, Brett asked. <laughs> Is it a good analogy? And then I have uh, a follow-up, so sit tight. I have problem with, problems with it. I said, the wolves didn't split the flock. Our lamb went frolicking to meet them. And I can't accept that our world is training ground for evil. Isn't it possible it might be the other way around? That it's a place where good can learn to stand up to evil and defeat it? So where was the shepherd? I don't know. I admit it. But this is what I'm saying. Like the whole book, like everyone, every decision that someone makes is a decision that a real person made, like in reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like a real thing that they were dealing with. And like, all I want to do is like, you know, laugh at Susan McConnell for like being overly trusting or whatever. And it's just, that's not, these are real people. It's a different episode it's yeah a very different episode uh-huh. on a very different you know episode you're you're not you're just different yeah. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with you you're be just ashamed different. of um so she does mention something about brett that i really related to which is that so brett is the one that like has this dream that kate comes to him mm-hmm. and um he's like oh i oh, thought that was the other one is it the other one i think that's the other son Donnie, because he's oh, like, Peace, yes, it's Donnie. I had a dream about her. She's yeah. totes fine. Yeah, and he's like, see I you feel on the great. other side. <laughs> and she's like, that was such a like she she was like the his ability to just get oh, over yeah. it was enviable. And then and we all kind of hated yeah, him for it. They like resented him that. for that. Was it uh, which which one of her kids was like, I'm not coming back? Maybe it was Brett. Was that Brett who like left and was just like, no, that was Donnie. Was that Donnie? He was like, I can't, Didn't... I can't deal with the fact that like, I feel like she's fine and everybody's still suffering. You guys aren't like really no, 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 no. talking to me about it. So I'm going to. No, because no, no, Donnie no. After lived with them for a while. Yeah. I think it was Brett, right? After Thanksgiving or was it Christmas? I thought it was Donnie after Thanksgiving. Like he lived with them for a while and then he was like, bye. Well, and then oh. he was like couch surfing when they were living in the efficiency. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, because Brett came back and he was still struggling. But Donnie, like, never comes up again because he was like, I saw her alive in a vision. Oh, Everything's peace. cool and I'm totally peaceful. And there is a God and we're all going to be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he moved on. And yeah, because he is straight up like not in the rest of the book. <laughs> so he was um, truly good. <laughs> can we talk about... Mike Gallagher. Yes, I would like I to. I feel like there was a thing. There was a thing. It felt like mm. a. I felt a heat. I there was a definite like it there wasn't was a, room top. A touch. Of, it, it, was, <laughs> it was above room top. I'm not going to. Oh, room top. Is it room top? Like non scald. <laughs> non scald. <laughs> non scald above room top. Mm. Like comfortable. Just like quick dip and then jacuzzi. Yeah. I'm on the coast. <laughs> Just join the coast. Just be like a, a jacuzzi, like temperature between them. And stay a while. There's no yeah. reason to jump right out. 
So that was the energy I was feeling like, between I them. still wanted to contribute another term, but I was laughing too much. Do you, do you want to do it right now? We can wait. We'll wait. Okay, give me a second. Okay. Um, it was it was like a cinnamon. It was like a what? It was a like a cinnamon. cinnamon? A it was cinnamon. like a cinnamon heat. A cinnamon. It was oh, like it was not like, like bland. Black it wasn't. It, it was oh, not oh. cayenne. It was, not, it was oh. like a cinnamon. Cinnamon. <laughs> it was like a, a holiday spice. <laughs> oh my god! Ooh. It's so hot. Listen, it's because we're talking about Mike it's Gallagher. A room yeah, tip. it's a pop room top. Here's the thing: he's passionate. <laughs> he's so passionate. He doesn't give up on her, right? Or the story, or the story. And also, okay, hello. Key moment when we're like, oh damn, is there something between them? She's like, oh my goo. There, <laughs> his name is the name of the love interest for the heroine in one of my books. Yeah, from the past. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's, a, <laughs> yeah, that's boy. something that just keeps happening. Yeah, that she everyone's keeps named running. everything. Here was my least favorite part of the psychics. Oh, what is it? Mike Vamp. <laughs> Me too! <laughs> I hated Mike Vamp. I was like, that is such a fucking stretch. So, in oh, one wait, of her books... I, I forget what the Mike Vamp books, thing is. Yeah. Mike Vamp is a character. Is like a drug, uh, drug dealing character. A drugman. A drugman, mm-hmm. as we say, in the booze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is a drugman who is after the main character April, who she modeled after Kate, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's stalking her. And in the UK cover, <laughs> he looks a very specific way. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. specifically socketed eyes. <laughs> yeah, eyes which are Carly Har, Carly Har, and a carved in cheekbone. Oh, so carved. <laughs> So we're Listen, we psychics. cannot make fun of the book, so we have to make our own fun, Lindsay. You're doing an excellent job. <laughs> One of the psychics so, draws this guy. So basically. it is such no, a fucking stretch. No, no. describes no. him yeah. to a police sketch artist who who then, so she draws it, and That's then right. Lo Dunk sees this, and she is like, God oh my damn. fucking God. It is Mike Vamp. She's like, Don! It is Don! It is the UK Mike Vamp. <laughs> no, and so she... And, and then she's, she's like, like... convinced. She's like, no one could have seen this. And I was like, do you not realize that you were a famous author? Yeah. And people can easily look things up. Well, and, and beyond that, like, you're... The, a police sketch artist is probably going to be the same kind of artist, the same kind of person that you contract to, like, draw the well, cover of a book, right? And the real thing yeah. is it's like, okay... Even if Kate was helping to get, like, okay, okay, let's mm-hmm. say it's all real. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Whoa. However, <laughs> Whoa. you did not need to <laughs> offer that concession at all. Wow. Oh my wow. God. Super impressive. So, let's say that's a fine thing right. that Kate sure. got through. And they're like, oh my God, it must be because she is trying to tell us that this was a part. Of a drug deal. It's and like, this was that the, is not that is tell Kate to fucking step up her psych game. Yeah. And stop giving these runaround no, and it was intuitions. So, yeah, these Scooby-Doo like, clues. <laughs> we don't need them. Like we're like she has to figure out and yeah. remember well, that and, somebody drew Mike Vamp and she's like, whoa, drugs. Well, and the way that she like really tries to tie it together is like crazy. So she's like, yeah. okay. She's like, 
first, so first she's like, this can't be either. First of all, she's like, this can't be who we're looking for because it's a white person. And well, well, already well, I'm like, oh, yeah. uh, yikes. And she's like, like ah, you don't. He doesn't no. look oriental I under, enough. I get, and I was like, ah. or or Hispanic enough. Oh, right, right, right. I right, understand. Right. Well, when I saw it, I was like, oh, no. Now we're going to start talking about a black guy. Yeah. Because the his oh, yeah. features we, yeah. looked a little African-American. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he's too white. And I was like, oh, are we going to go after black people now? Yeah. Well, nope. so they, black people we, are spared by we, Yeah, it's like can't the assumption just be that like maybe a white person was involved who wasn't your daughter yeah well so then she's like so she's like oh <laughs> so she so okay and she gets the name so the Mike Vamp thing also comes up because one of the guys involved in the um, shooting ostensibly we don't know his name is Mike Garcia, and they're like, "Is that his last name?" In the, yeah, in the um, interrogation. So like, is that his last name? And they're and the guy was like, "Um, no, he goes by something else. He goes by something like Vampire Vamp." And so she's like, "Holy fucking shit!" The character in my book who was a murderer for hire was named Mike Vamp. So she wasn't trying to show me the fact that um, yes. This the, the Mike Vamp thing. She wasn't trying to show me the identity of the killer. She was trying to show me the role of the killer, which was a murder for hire. Yeah, and which is the long to walk. do with drugs. To do with drugs because the drugs were in her book. Okay, so like, Mike Vamp in her book is he a vampire? No. These are the questions. <laughs> she doesn't I, do no, vampires. She doesn't do vampires. Why not? <laughs> because that she never experienced them in her life. For yeah. another day. Mm. Yeah, she never got any psychic visions of them right also mm. remember what we've talked about <laughs> um yes. a couple times about in her other books which were published before this happened um which that is, is the thing is as i'm reading i'm like that's fucking crazy no it is crazy <laughs> there are yeah. some real ties here like the whole like drug running yeah to mexico mm-hmm. in black they heroin. never came back yeah and uh, also just in they never came back how much time is spent on like grieving the the loss of those kids yeah yeah and it felt very real like she had experienced it and yet she had not yet right and then also the thing of the moms all the psychic moms yes in psychic lo- moms psychic moms and dunk in <laughs> all the psychic books moms. all the psychic moms i did psychic i because uh, <laughs> that's like chapter one it says i sense the vibrations of a tidal wave rolling toward us as we stand on a peaceful beach with our backs to the ocean don't go out something terrible is going to happen what did you say kate can't believe she has heard me correctly Something terrible is going to happen, I repeat irrationally, and grasp her some way to make the statement less preposterous. Less pre- that her, wasn't the best rating. Pre- <laughs> you guys got it. But that, that's it. when they like she plays out the fantasy of like tying her daughter yeah. down and like yeah. stopping her from it's leaving that sad. night. Um just I, I, I that that set me up for like a a little bit of a like maybe don't believe everything that I'm I'm right. Like I almost expected the end of this book to be like um, JK, she's fine. No, not JK, she's fine. But like, <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> I can't oh believe you took that. So like, no, 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 not that. But <laughs> no, but I mean, like, uh, at the end to be like, uh, 
no, it actually was a, a, a random shooting. I was, I never contacted psychics. I never, you know, if that like, would have been crazy. Oh my gosh. I've been so sad. It, I mean, been so sad. it's sad as it is. It actually is very sad. I'm sorry. Patrick, you sorry. really would have been like, so sad. Make it too sad. Negative too element sad. to the show. That's what I, <laughs> you looked that's at what me. I like to ever <laughs> with so much betrayal. I've never seen you look at me like that before. <laughs> This is the only way I look at you now. <laughs> You've um, done it. Okay. I, I want to like... Talk. Oh, 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 go ahead. I'm sorry. Just one more thing about mm. Martina's town. Mm. This is why I thought... <laughs> <laughs> look, uh, not to harp no, on no, this. This is going to be perfect because this is going to go into uh, me talking about race. So it'll great. be perfect. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, good. I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad we all had issues with race. <laughs> so also chapter one. Um, this is why I thought like, Oh God! What kind of shitty ass fucking nickname have you given this? And what do you mean about Old Town's being a bad area? You and Daddy have friends who live there. It's not like it's one of those creepy barrios like Martina's Town. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, barrio. barrio, creepy barrios, creepy barrio, like Martina's Town. You just ne don't. Just yeah. never, yeah. Just find never other words. Never say a Mexican name with that much disdain. Yeah, it's a nice. It's just a rhyme to keep in mind. Yeah, it helps you remember. It helps you remember. Never say a Mexican a name, name with, with that, that much disdain. disdain. Mm. I say that every night before I go to sleep. Yeah, it's just mm -hmm. a teen creeps helpful, <laughs> helpful, helpful thing. Helpful teen creeps. Helpful uh, memory tool. Um. Okay. So I was feeling a lot like it was a very like confusing and like I just there was a lot to grapple with with my feelings about like how she was addressing race because there were like there were things that like um so they kept chalking things up to like cultural differences and yeah. being like well you know in Vietnamese culture uh men expect women to uh like do everything that they're told which like it's 1989 say, see most other cultures well yeah most other cultures but also i will and this was the confusing part for me which is that like i have experienced like in my family and also with like a lot of other family members where it's like that is true and there is this like insidious protection of the patriarchy mm -hmm. yeah um and like uh, certain values which are like traditionally vietnamese values of like a meek wife and a like husband that demands obedience and there's even like um not like, to name names but here not are to all name the names, men but i here they are <laughs> um but my mom was like complaining to me about this thing because she like um my mom does not like when men boss her around um and so she like really didn't like a lot of things about her own culture and like would complain about that to me and I don't know if this is completely true. And if anyone is like more Vietnamese than me and wants to like correct me, please do. Well, um, please submit a DNA test. How, however, how Vietnamese are do you? you have a 23andMe profile? <laughs> I do not have a 23andMe profile. Um, but something that my I'm mom. I'm mostly French and German. Oh, really? Yeah. Who knew? Who I'm, most, knew? I'm mostly German. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you sound bummed. It's I I feel like it's a bummer lineage to have. Mm -hmm, like yeah. there's gonna be a Nazi back there somewhere. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I Yank it out. I don't love it. Yank it out. French. <laughs> Just get it out. Replace it. All right. Um, but something that she my mother would complain about is that um so there's like a pet name between men and women in relationships. And for the man, it's 
to the woman, it's like it's like baby, but it means more like child. Mm-hmm. And the woman does not call the man that. And um, and it's like it's like this thing of like familial names. So like in my mom's family, everyone has like nicknames and they call each other that. Like my mom's is numb, which is mushroom. Um, That's <laughs> very cute. That is very cute. Um, yeah, my cousin's is Jap, which is um, fish. Uh, so, but it between a man and a woman, at least what my mom told me, she could be lying. Um, <laughs> my mom is a notorious she liar. Is, she is a notorious liar. <laughs> that is actually very true. So uh, maybe, but that's was something where she oh, was like, "Is Kelly the liar, am or I the is liar? her mother?" Ooh, um, we'll if never I know. say I am always lying, <laughs> what does that mean? Um, but she. Yeah, and I remember her like getting into an argument or she told me, I don't remember this. I remember my mom telling me that she got into an argument with or got into arguments with uh, Vietnamese men that she dated who got mad that she refused to use that term. Um, and so like there, this is a very real criticism that I have mm-hmm. like of my own, partially my own community um, where I'm like, man, it really sucks that like it's even more entrenched like sexism is much more entrenched in everyday life than you would think like you think this is bad in like what we deal with like pages you know like all this bullshit that's happening right now but like that's something like breast cancer is called chest cancer in vietnamese culture so there is like uh it is very it's a very weird um thing so it was like i was seeing these like wait why is that um, because it's sexualized. So like they don't like that. And so um, sex is very taboo and it's a female. Oh, they view sex. the word breast as, as, a, sexual as a sexual word. term. Okay. <clears throat> okay. I'm almost surprised that it isn't how we, I mean, just considering how puritanical mm-hmm. like American culture is that we, we also don't call it chest cancer. I mean, you think we're puritanical. You should go hang out with like my uncles. Mm-hmm. Well, um, that is kind of the weird. Well, I am hanging out with your uncles uh, later <laughs> oh, this week. Yeah. Well, you know, we're tell, gonna, we're uh, gonna bowl. Tell them I say hi. I will. <laughs> tell them I say hi too. I haven't met I'm not, them. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Kelly. They don't. That's okay. They don't know that we know each other. <laughs> it's a coincidence that you know them. Um, yeah. Um, part but, of when we complain about like the state of uh, sexism in the U.S is sort of the unspoken creepiness of like, but this is America, not some other country yeah. where it's yeah, okay. fine. It does. There <laughs> and, is that. Or like, yeah. or like, this is America. It's not this country where we just let them do that to women. Like when it's, it's when American the women's exceptionalism. March, yeah. Or well, it's like, this is like civilized. Yeah, it's civilized. Like, no, no, no. We're, we're better than this. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, like, all of that. We are, that's, that's not but America. Also, like, we just mm-hmm. let that. Like, when the Women's March happened mm-hmm. last year, almost exactly a year ago. Mm. You guys going to the march? You guys going to the anniversary march? Oh, is it happening? Uh oh. Yeah. You don't I don't have plans. <laughs> not have plans yet. <laughs> I guess I'll see you there. I guess I'll start posting about it. <laughs> um, uh, th- so then there were all these photos of women in other countries protesting in solidarity with us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, we never do that for yeah. you guys. We yeah. fucking never mm-hmm. do that for you. We are not there for you. And when shit goes down here, we're like, I can't believe this is happening in my country. And then someone in another country is like, yeah, I can't believe this is happening in your country either. I'm going to take to the streets for you. And I was like, we suck. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, I mean, it's just like anything bad that happens anywhere else in the world other than like. Paris or the UK that like, yeah. like we non-white just don't give people. a shit. If yeah, it's yes. like brown, mm-hmm. 
And yeah, just like, "Eh, what are you going to do? That's their culture. Yeah, exactly. There's like this framing of like, well, it's in the culture. And then it's like, I, I don't know. So a lot of that was happening in this book where it was like, well, you know, that's the culture of them, which I it sucks because it's like, yes, but it's also like maybe don't write about that as a white person. I think that's what it is. This is all experience of it. That, yeah. And that's the thing. And that's so and that's like, why how I was do confusing. you write about that sensitively? Exactly. And tell us, tell us, Kelly. Well, I mean, solve I, it, Kelly. You're so, the Vietnamese in the room. Okay. <laughs> the Vietnamese. Uh, I think. Well, and, and we're the Germans. I think that things. <laughs> you're the God. Vietnamese. Oh no. Oh no. You guys, I have this theory. Like, what if this is hell? And what if? Yeah. No, I'm listening. I can't do it. It's, it's <laughs> a little hell. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Sorry. Um. So, yeah. I mean, I, and that's why I was torn because I was like, shit, like. Those are some real complaints that I do have about my, I don't know. It's weird as a half person because then you're just like, you're not enough. I, I meant biracial. Kelly, Kelly's very short. <laughs> yeah, I'm a half person. I do, but it is weird, right? Because you don't fully fit in either of them. And so I always feel mm. weird speaking on behalf of Vietnamese people, even though it is my experience and I grew up with it. And I think you like, should feel perfectly uh, right speaking for both Vietnamese and whiteies. Well, it is weird because it's like because you from eat from both of those cultures, you are kind of told, well, you're not enough of us. Sure. So you kind of straddle this line. But you still have backgrounds in those cultures that we don't. Yeah, yeah. I just like I just remember always feeling around all my cousins that were full, like, and they for sure made you feel that way because they were shitty yeah. people. Like I know that happens. I'm just yeah. saying I as a white woman give you permission to Thank feel. You. That you have ownership over your Thank own you. culture. Thank you. But also not to feel bad about feeling conflicted about yeah. your ownership of, of that culture. Well, I think so that's, like, that's oh, okay, yeah, too. That's the other thing yeah. I want to get across as a white woman. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, I was jumping in as a, a white man. Oh, yeah. your voice is yeah. lost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Finally. Finally, someone said oh, it. I hate even making that joke. <laughs> I know. Do you feel dirty? I do. Uh, well, get out of here and go take a shower. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. Bye. Um, yeah, like I, but at the same time, so I was like, shit, like some of this stuff are like gripes that I have about this culture. And these are things that this woman was experiencing. But I think, you know, like uh, you guys were jokingly saying, like, fix it. I feel like something that you can identify that that is a problem in that culture. Mm-hmm. And that is something that informed how these guys treated Kate. Also because she was an outsider and because she was white. And there certainly is, um, at least within Vietnamese culture, there is, uh, is veneration the white term? White term. Wow. <laughs> You've come to the white place. I'm sorry uh, if I keep, I'm not used to this mic and I think I keep laugh screaming into it. <laughs> I keep trying to turn my head, but then I hear it so loudly still. Um, there is this like upholding onto a pen- pedestal of white culture and whiteness and um like i remember my mom as i was growing up was like don't marry a vietnamese man marry a white man Mm -hmm. Mm. and she was very thrilled that she married a white man and she was very right (laughs) (laughs) let me tell you no um but so i think like some things so sure identify that and i because that was true to kate's experience um because i was reading it and i'm like this gives me a weird taste in my mouth Yet at the same time, probably accurate 
at least of that yeah. particular group. Right. Well, well and the, the thing that's so tricky about this is that like she's she's writing with a very specific purpose here, right? Like the yeah. uh, the middle, like, I don't know, 80% of this book is just representing facts and representing, um, you know, psychic readings and stuff because all she's trying to do is get this thing out there so that other people can contribute and help solve a cold case. Yeah. yeah. So like, I, I don't think she... She spends no energy and no thought on. No energy and no thought on uh, representing people of different cultures in a positive light or anything like that's her goal isn't to in this to present seem... like an even handed narrative of anything. Right. It doesn't and even really have a narrative. I was going to say, like, I don't think she even views it as providing her own commentary. Sure. She's just right. like, here is a thing that I know that I was told. And I will argue like on like, so for me, I'm like, name the gang, right? Like, I know that gang had a name. Yeah. Name it. Yeah. You don't have to keep saying, did it have anything to do with the Vietnamese? Just to keep saying the Vietnamese as like, right. it is very this, weird. This, this force of Nature. evil that is corrupting and was the responsible of the snake and, and that it's yeah, uniform and too. exactly yeah. and that is something that is like a, a huge way with like you know that people of color are monolith mm -hmm. and it's like okay so here's the the vietnamese here's the um yeah just like a the, big old force. the hispanics and that's like again like when she uses those terms it's like well no, you're talking about specific people. Mm -hmm. You're yeah. talking about um, Zung. You're talking about his friends. Um, and there were also some misconceptions, too, which I was just like, there is this portrayal of Asian people in media by white people of um, like the sneaky, uh, like tricky criminal person. And there were a couple things that she would say that were just wrong. Like she was like, oh, they switch the way their names are listed yeah. to trick people, to keep them up. It's like, no, no, no. That's the way that Vietnamese people say their name. Like they say it's switched. Right. So, so the the fact, that, right, for that surnames and, and first names, right. like it doesn't It's very common in a lot of Asian mm -hmm. cultures. In and Japan. then it'll just get switched by whoever was taking that information. Yeah, or whoever How, is transposing it to something. Because like, uh -huh. the, the you know, we would list surnames last. Um, but mm -hmm. like a surname would come first in like yeah. listing a full name of uh, a, a lot of different Asian cultures. Yeah. So mm. she was like talking about this one name and she's like, oh, I couldn't remember where I had placed that name. Oh, that's right. It was like switched. Like it was like mm -hmm. the last name was said first. Um, and then <clears throat> so, someone was Shit, like, is it Mike? Who, who weighs I think in it with might that? be it Mike. Might be Mike. I think he's it might not be Mike. It, 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 he's not perfect. He's <sighs> damn close, but he's not perfect. Um, <laughs> we all think he is. But he is, or someone says, um, well, you know, they do that to try and get you off of their scent to switch the name. And it's like, no, no, no. They're like listing it with like how. Yeah. No, people are misunderstanding them. Yeah. 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 Woof. Yeah. So that like, that's I the don't thing know. that it's like, I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. Where I was just like, man crime people huh? <laughs> yeah but that's the thing and then the other thing too of like the so we learn in the book that the tip of the iceberg of the crime that kate and mm -hmm. um zung are involved in are like these um car wreck insurance scams where they'll rent out cars take out a bunch of insurance on them and rear-end each other and then just go to the hospital with fake injuries claim all these yeah. fake injuries 
I've um, had multiple people try to sue me for like soft tissue damage when I've like rear-ended them at all of five miles per hour. Yeah. I mean, one of my most traumatizing things uh, in LA was when um, this woman like kissed the side of my car with her SUV and I drive a mini um, claimed that she thought that the axle was broken on her car. What? Um, I said, okay, let's call um, the police to sort this out because I don't think anything's wrong with your car. Nothing's wrong with mine. I don't think that a Mini Cooper did that to your car. She called. She said, I'll call the police. Did not call the police. Called all of her friends. They all surrounded me on Santa Monica Boulevard. What? Yeah. Were screaming at me. I started crying. I was like, I don't know what you want from me. And the guy was like, you're fucking crazy. You deserve to have your car fucked up. And like, what? They, yeah, it was horrible. How have I never heard this story? It was on one of the first days of recording Hellmouth with Ryan. You can ask Ryan. I came to Space Station completely puffy eyed, totally. It was really Whoa. fucking horrible. That is fucking awful. And I was just like, what race were they? <laughs> yeah, we need well, to know. Well, if you must and know. what does it say about them as a people? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, there those are some real fucked up. Um, car scams out but, there oh, okay, it great. is a, it is also though it is commonly there's some real fucked up races out there and, and but this might be a, an example of um which again uh of like self-hating racism mm. but i remember my mom would always be like don't drive out in little saigon which is this like garden grove slash westminster which is where they were um because there's insurance scams out there it's like known that if you go out there and she's like you know those she says something really bad. I'm not going to say it on the air, but she <laughs> say says it on the something across oh. that line. <laughs> She's just kidding. Basically calls Vietnamese people something and says, well, you know, those people like um, uh, they're, they're out to get you. You can't trust them because they're going to hit you with their car and then they're going to try and sue you. People do do that. People do do that. A common thing now, actually, in L.A. is that they won't even hit you and they'll like tell you to pull over and then they'll claim you hit them. Yeah people i had a guy who i thought i was backing out of uh driveway mm -hmm. i was like doing a three-point turn and then somebody was coming down the road and so i stopped and he like waved me forward and so i went again and he crashed into me what uh-huh and then he tried to sue me for for whiplash i was going no miles an hour was his name <laughs> zung Nguyen? it was okay i found whoa. him whoa you we are this thing wide open. <laughs> because the thing was, she I'll doesn't know where he is, right? put you in touch with Progressive. Progressive. Which is was mentioned in the mm -hmm. book as like a high-risk insurance mm -hmm. company. Time to know. change, baby. Mm. I use them. Have they? And they got that cat case thrown out. Mm. Oh, mm -hmm. nice, nice yeah, job, no, There was no validity to it. Yeah. Um, That's still terrifying, though. Yeah, I was like, yeah. he fucking waved me for it, and I have no way to prove that. All yeah. they'll see is the, like, correct... Yeah. damage of me running into their car right very gently <laughs> like like boop. tenderly running into it's like a their kid car. <laughs> well and if this book teaches us nothing else it's that the police are not going to help okay yeah so let's talk about the police anyone <laughs> uh, my main concern is why the fuck well i mean we know why right because they're corrupt um because they just want it to be done yeah they want it to be done they I kept is, wondering, is that I was it like, though or I is they might be corrupt well, remember all the articles about how, like, um, the police department in Albuquerque, APD, is, um, at the time, was uh, very corrupt, was receiving payouts for mm -hmm. drug deals. Mm -hmm. um, they were basically letting drug crime fly so that they could get paid off. And so that, I am, that was That was El Paso, right? 
was that El Paso? I think that's when I when she think... checks out El Paso. That like that's oh. when when uh, she was reading the articles that like the police station made a bunch of money from like a drug seizure, and mm-hmm. they were like uh, excited about how big their busts were because it meant like more. That's a lot of coke. It's not wasn't coke on the table. It was coke on the warehouse on the, floor on the oh, yeah. football field. Yeah, that's the football field. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think that was a PD. No, I don't think it was. But so it was for a question. Them, it more felt like we don't want to get involved with those fuckers, and we can easily pin it on these guys and be done with it. Please do not fuck with our narrative. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, yeah. The, but there's also like the implied, especially if we're to take like the psychic's word for it, and I don't really know what to make of any of the psychic stuff in this book. All 12. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that it's it's possible that Kate saw someone like important to the city doing coke or selling coke or something yeah. and that that's who the police are protecting. Yeah, because it never, they never got to that part where it's like someone she mm-hmm. shouldn't have seen who had like some kind of reputation. Mm-hmm. That needed to be protected. protected. Yeah. And they never got to a person whose reputation needed to, to be protected. They just got to the head guy. Yeah. And it's like, he he is what he is. So that yeah. means there is some there is another guy who can't be seen in that light. That's what that said to me. Yeah. That's I and I I thought we were gonna get there. I thought we were gonna get to what this I think that's part of what she considered the unsolved thing. Yeah. yeah. Because because when, essentially, like, they do nail all the people who were involved. It just isn't for Kate's murder. Right. Well, because, I mean, do they, though? Yeah, well, they I'm not like sure a, that they do. Like, a they, fair number of them. Like, doesn't... Yeah, I mean, they, they nail a couple of people who are involved in, like, gang activity. Uh-huh. And selling drugs, and or moving drugs and insurance scams, and the actual gunmen, right? But yeah. Trigger man. Yeah, trigger man. Um, but no real like it's still like why this happened remains a mystery. That's what I mean. So it's yeah. like that isn't solved. But a lot of the people who were involved yeah. in her death, a lot of the non-white people like, who are involved in it. Yeah. I mean, my, my <laughs> yeah. assumption was that I think it that was, guy was, it was a white, white guy. guy. Yeah, I think for it was sure. a white guy for sure. Yeah, I think so. And that that never got touched. Well, and I think because I think that guy lived was it a above- cop? It could have been a well, cop. Well, that's what, yeah. wasn't that what you were saying? Yeah. That yeah. a cop was seen. Oh, or like a somebody or in like government. A, the mayor or someone. Sure. Yeah. Mayor of Albuquerque. <laughs> seen doing coke. <laughs> Putting you on blast, mayor of Albuquerque, 1989. <laughs> Confess. <laughs> you know you did something wrong when you got Breaking Bad set there. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, yeah, so it was kind of, but I, I felt like, so when she reveals like, oh shit, Kate, lied to me and susan and there are three hours that she's unaccounted for Mm -hmm. i was like damn the case is blown wide open i thought that was gonna be it yeah but oh and then we got this desert castle to look for like come on and then it just it like that's so fizzled yeah i felt bad for her because can you imagine the feeling of triumph she probably felt where she was like this is it and then she finds like a white castle type house and then the psychic is like no i'm not that that's not it and but then later the psychic's like maybe it's it <laughs> and i was she? like what the fuck yeah she, she comes back the next day and she's like maybe it's Fucking it noreen i think Get it was noreen grip. um do who do we have we oh my favorite was greta oh loved greta loved oh, her greta. business yeah oh, it was greta who's just like this is what it is this is what she's this like, is oh yeah she totally contacted me i will speak to you again when it is dark but there is light in the sky okay peace 
And then <laughs> don't don't think too hard about what that might be. Yep, <laughs> you have to experience that. Mm-hmm. You'll know. Yep. Yeah, uh, it's a full moon. <laughs> yeah, most likely. <laughs> not, it, it really, really it could have been anything. But instead, what it turned out to be, she was walking before the sun came up. And then she's like, oh, the sun's coming up. <gasps> oh, my it's God. dark, but there's light. And then she rushes home and, and Greta is, is on the phone. Her. <laughs> yeah. I was she's like, like, damn, it's Greta time. nailed it. Um, <laughs> speaking of her bumbling around in the dark, I wanted to talk about one of the parts that to me was really funny but I think was a moment of pure terror to her was when she and her daughter are putting up the flyers in the Vietnamese part of town. And, um, oh, and they, she's so she's bad. A, she's at, approached by some, she, some guys. Yeah. The yeah. guys chase her, but she's really bad at doing any kind of running away from crime. Cause she starts she driving. The stop sign. <laughs> fucking idiot. She stops the stop sign and her daughter's like, what are you doing? Drive. And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. I've never <laughs> done this before. And then she remember I'm when getting she, overwhelmed. She breaks she, up. She tries to get Juve. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Huve. Yeah, I yeah. I, 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 I don't Hoover. know. How to pronounce Hoover. That. Hoover. She tries to break Juve out of that warehouse, and then she's like, I "What am I doing?" Loved that part. She was like, "I know you're in there. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna get my tire iron. I don't care what's gonna happen." I'm gonna and I highlighted the part where she realized because I was like, "Holy shit!" She's that's losing when she's her action fucking dunk. mind. <laughs> Action dunk? Action dunk. Yeah. yeah, she's action dunk. Yeah, right? <laughs> she is. Which dun, is not dun, a comfortable dun, place dun, for her, right? No, it's not. Action dunk. Action dunk. Action dunk. Action dunk. Oh, I like, so before before she goes, she's like, okay, I'm going to just do like a quick to-do list. Uh, buy groceries, eggs, <laughs> tomatoes, chicken, Kleenex, milk, bread, Tylenol, and remember to take coupons to, oh, remember to take coupons. Take Don's pants to cleaners. Buy stamps, stock up on fish food, find Hoove, make appointment with chiropractor. <laughs> I'm sure I'm saying that in the whitest fucking way. Hoove. Chiropractor. Um, and then <laughs> it's Creo. Hero. It's Hero. Hero. Chiropractor. Um, and then when she finds him there and she can't get in, he's not answering. She goes, to hell with you. I shouted, you can't fool me. I hadn't come all this way to turn around and go home just because I wasn't strong enough to force open a window. <laughs> and then I carried the iron back to the car and stuffed it into the compartment with the spare tire. Then I climbed into the front seat and began to pound my fists on the dashboard like a woman gone crazy. Actually, I was such a woman. I could no longer deny that. Who did I think I was? A female version of Mike Gallagher? Jessica Fletcher? Miss Marple? The whole idea was ludicrous. I shouldn't be out driving around. I belonged in a hospital where I could have my nervous breakdown without bothering anybody. I was like, oh, oh low there's, there's so much in that. I know. I also, like, I just loved, too, where, like, she is so grounded. Mm-hmm. She is so, like, self-aware and, like... Except for on the race stuff. Except for on the race stuff. But you know what? It was Albuquerque 1989, 1989. baby. <laughs> it was the heady days <laughs> of being on the cusp of wokeness. The far cusp, but yeah. Yeah, the far oh, and then cusp. I think when she gets home, there's there's like a couple phone calls. One is from the chiropractor being like, oh, he's out for the week. <laughs> and then the other says, the second was an obscene phone call. I listened twice to the moaning and heavy breathing because it was the most diverting thing I had heard for a while. Yeah, and that she listens to someone fascinating. masturbate on the phone to her. That's what this is. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. loved that. Um, was that was this what my life had become? 
Was this going to be it for me? An unreliable chiropractor and a master debating pervert on my answering machine? Oh, low dog. Low dog. Low dog, no. You're so insightful and good. Um, remember when she talks to that guy and, uh, Do you remember that part? Uh, this one she, talks to that guy. she talks to that guy and he says that he couldn't stop thinking about how her daughter's a knockout. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was an ex, right? That. Yeah, he was gross. one of her. Exes. One of her exes yeah. said that her daughter was a knockout. Yo, your daughter is hot. The fuck out of here, yeah, dude. Grosso. Stop, stop doing that. Yeah, also, don't do that. Why are all of the uh, Duncan Arquettes? Um, there is so many of them are like in entertainment or like broadcast. Yeah. They, it's a. It's interesting. I think that to me. happens when when your parent is something. Sure. You do something around around that, that. Yeah, you exactly. float on that General celebrity area like writer adjacent that makes sense um hey did you notice that um they were talking about how the titanic was uh was predicted and that was number one on our list that we used in our minisode about <gasps> precognition it was yeah i didn't read it though because we got so- tired of the list <laughs> I was like, I cannot believe I do not fucking no, 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 remember no, don't that. Worry. I didn't want to scare you. No. It was oh, just I'm a, so scared. No, don't be scared. I'm so scared. Um, but so basically, <laughs> can so we so excited <laughs> talk about the psychic stuff? Yeah, and also like mm, I, I just guess. I just <laughs> okay. Mm, pass. Um, I well, I want to like fi- just what do we know? That's what I want to know. So what do we know about Kate? About um, like, God. well, what happened about Zun? <laughs> about, about purpose. <laughs> so I think in the end, there was a like, wasn't there some kind of summation? So we yeah. know. I mean, I was skimming at that, that part. <laughs> well, yeah, because a lot of it is really just uh, honestly her trying to solicit tips to solve this crime. Yeah. Right? Um, but yeah, I think uh, breaks my heart. It's very sad. It's uh, yeah. Ugh. It's what do we know? We know that there was an insurance scam. Yes. We know that Kate was involved. Somehow, but she wasn't necessarily driving. We thought she was, and then right. it turned out she wasn't, which was... But was that a psychic telling us that? I don't know. I don't remember. I mean, it's it's so hard when, like, we... Because she gives, like, uh, private investigator and psychic equal weight. Yeah. Right? Um, which is, is problematic. And I know she's having these like revelatory experiences with them, but like I'm not having those experiences. Yeah. So it's way harder for me to like buy into any of the information she gets from psychics. Yeah. And also like that's the thing, right? Like none of us that I know of mm-hmm. have unsolved child murders uh, in our lives. And so I have three. Okay. Well, I that's why I said that I know of. <laughs> Fair. Um, thank you for... Thank you for putting that out. <laughs> um, All three were me. By oh, the way. okay. Yeah. So I guess solved now. You were murdered three <laughs> oh, no, times. No, no, I or? don't know how I was murdered three times. Oh, I'm just you, saying you, you three times. Yeah. I, I would argue the real mystery is how are you here now? Reincarnation, dumbass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are we just manifesting, Kelly? Is that? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, I am what's coming off of your typewriter right now. Whoa! Holy shit. Um. So, but we're all, none of us are like dealing too with like having an institution that is aggressively not helping you and being so just like anything. The closest I can see this is like a doctor who doesn't care to look into your medical situation Mm -hmm. and you have to like strike out on your own. And when you bring them stuff, they write it off 
as you mm-hmm. like not knowing mm-hmm. more than them. Yeah. That's the closest thing I can think of. That's frustrating enough. So I cannot imagine. Yeah. How fucking pissed I would be if this was happening to me where I'm making all of these connections and she was making all of these connections without the psychics. Yeah. yeah. Frankly, mm-hmm. she did not. She was need doing them. a lot. She was doing she a lot of good work them. on her own. Yeah. Like all she had to do was show like I did not understand why they weren't questioning Zung more. Zung? Well, so it can either be Jung or Zung. Um, it depends. You on- went with Zung, so I'll go with Zung. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so that's uh, Northern Vietnamese pronunciation. Mm-hmm. My mom and her family are from the North and uh, fled to the South and then to the United States. Okay. So the Vietnamese that I know is Northern accent. Okay. It was nice of you to text us early on with yeah. uh, appropriate pronunciation. Well, I was like, these white motherfuckers are probably <laughs> reading this as dung. I I was, but at the same time, I was like, there's no fucking way it's said that way. <laughs> I'm going to have to There's Kelly. no way I'm going to say it on the podcast. <laughs> You're just gonna be I'm like, just going to be like, I'm just going to avoid saying all Vietnamese names. <laughs> Let Kelly take it. Same, same. I'm just going to keep saying case boyfriend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is a very difficult language. I, I just don't want to be an ass. Oh, yeah. It's not so much that it's like so difficult. Like you just told me it, I should be able to remember it, but I'm so nervous about whether I'm going to say it correctly that, that just I dung is going to pop out I of just your mouth. Keep, not that, but that I'm going to go. So Zung, he. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was. Uh, so uh, Roomba, he was talking to Zung, and I just don't want to be an asshole. Um, so, so she and him started dating, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then she found out that he was involved with this car rental smashing yeah. scam. Presumably after they were living together, right? I would think. Yeah, because remember people were saying that like it seemed like she had found something out about him and they were fighting mm-hmm. about it for a while and then it seemed better, but then they still fought. So it seems like she was like, what the fuck? And then she was like, maybe I'm part. And then she's like, maybe not. It seemed like she was like down to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. In some way, she was like curious. Kate was very curious. She's very she adventurous. Was vibrant. She was full of life. Mm-hmm. And so I think she like did go there. I got the impression she was never in the car. Yeah. I got the impression that he just told her about it and then they went to Disneyland. Yeah. And then he and deposited then, the check in her right. account. Yeah. And she was like, oh, that's all it is. No big deal. Who really gets hurt except for insurance companies? Mm-hmm. boohoo i can see her having that reaction so then she finds out it's not just that he's also bringing drugs over state lines mm-hmm. that's i think what happens and then she starts kicking kicking it shit mm-hmm. they start fighting about his involvement in that and then meanwhile she starts to date this other guy this old boyfriend yeah right? so she already oh, wants to yeah. leave zone mm-hmm. yeah and she wants to move in with her friend and she's dating oh, yeah, yeah rod. And she, rod rod good God. bracelet wearing rod oh yeah uh, a silver bracelet he still had it that's uh that's, that's something you don't forget when yeah. someone walks into your office and then uh storms out yeah you make Honestly, note of that bracelet yeah if it was a grown man wearing a silver bracelet <laughs> yeah. that's a good I point that's a good point that. yeah <laughs> um so that starts happening so she's already in danger because she knows what's up mm-hmm and Zung is jealous. Yes, he's very jealous of possessive. So of her. he's having her followed for her protection, probably realizes that she's dating the other guy at that point. 
I do think also I don't I, understand the whole seeing somebody in that three hour thing. That yeah, what? Is where did she so go? Confusing. I was like, like where was she at the desert castle? Yeah. Wh- Here's. Mm. I think that we're not going to solve I this mystery think now. Tonight. <laughs> okay, um, all right. I think we are, and that that's <laughs> why I wanted to coffee, cover the please. book. I've actually brought some literature that. Um, uh, actually, I brought a cork board and string, so if we could all just strap in. <laughs> just, oh, he's already strapped. He's still strapped. Oh, you're still strapped. He's still strapped. In. In. Okay. So. I didn't think that that particular. So that was Noreen, right? Who said what? The oh the oh the castle, castle. I think yeah, Noreen. Yeah, was Noreen. Full of shit because it, she also was like, "I can do this over the phone." Just kidding. Your energy over the phone is fucking it's up. Freaking me out. It's freaking me out. Yeah, something the knife something thing. Knife, knife, I, knife, knife. I got to be able She's, to do multiple takes. Yeah, <laughs> and then she is the one who did the Mike Vamp. Yeah, drawing. Oh yeah. yeah so I right. think. I think she's she, She's also more performative she was specifically too, right? out for profit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She acts like she a tapes girl. herself. And I think it's totally possible that she could have done some research. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. had that Mike Vamp drawing done so that there was like a hint of credibility to what she was doing. So yeah. I don't think Desert Castle right. is a part of anything. Yeah. It might not be a part of anything. But then did it she have the herring, visions yeah. about Rod? I think I somebody else did. Might have been Greta. There were so many psychics. It was Greta really hard. was my fave, as stated. Yeah, I liked Greta. I, I think it goes rated. It was super Greta. No then I liked um, I like typewriter. I lady. like reading Noreen. Noreen was I liked fun reading to read. Noreen, but yeah. she hated reading of shit. Uh, the other lady, Betty. Betty. Reading Betty is almost impossible. It almost put me off he the book. Was the one I, who yeah. had done. It's like that sentence from oh, Master yeah. of Murder. <laughs> He was the one who had done the thing that on the right side of the energy. And he had realized energy. that that was the and one. And he had realized that, that at one point. And there is an energy. And there will be a pressing feeling that is very smooth like the last feeling. And then he will be the one that, and it will seem as though, but then it turns out it's a general feeling of him having been the one who underneath upwards and out. It was, yeah, it was not fun reading hers. At the same time, very fun reading hers. (laughs) (laughs) I I was mad at it, though. Yeah, I was, what is this? Well, it was like one of those things where when you're first reading it, you're like, wait, maybe I just don't get it. And then you read it again, and you're like, what the fuck is this? Mm -hmm. Like, I got so mad. As soon, I was like, I'm sort of a little bit of a skimmer Mm -hmm. when I read, just sort of. I, I just, I not to toot my own horn but i can absorb a sentence very quickly wow mm-hmm. thank you wow um i'm a very advanced radar <laughs> and with these sentences i couldn't do that and no, it drove me can't. fucking bananas so I, I had to go back and very deliberately read every word oh i did the exact opposite oh you garbage. just skimmed uh, i i, I was like I i'm not gonna get anything, anything out of this anyway that's yeah. the thing is i yeah. was like, like that's skip weird, to the end i, I treated like, them like the songs get- in lord of the rings <laughs> <laughs> it's like if this is important we'll talk about it later <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh shit um yeah um yeah that one was rough but I, I was like, otherwise I won't know what the fuck she's talking about. Who's the psychic we're missing? Are there I more than three? We're missing one. I think there, there's a oh, typewriter oh, lady. The video tape one. Marcello guy. Yeah. Truvello. What is his no, name? No, he's the circus guy. Oh, shit. Oh, he's the skeptic circus guy. Yeah. Okay. He, he's the one who refers her to people. 
Punk? Right, that he believes in. I would go to a skeptic circus, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> also, that sounds like fun. Welcome to the skeptic circus. <laughs> we can only know what we see. <laughs> um, dude, his- I, it was videotape one where she got the like oh, some kind of crime scene videotape yeah and, oh, yeah. and yeah. news footage of everything and she was like yes yes i could tell it was him because he had the same shifty look as when he was as as the person oh, yeah, she at the crime him. scene and i was like <laughs> i hate you right. yeah i hate you you are the worst of all well, <laughs> and, and that's why we can't remember your name that's yeah. right and I, I hate the feeling that anyone is taking advantage of low dunk. Yeah. Exactly. So I was so relieved Noreen when they wouldn't and, and take nameless. Payment. Yeah. I liked I liked Betty the most for that reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I felt like Greta was very no nonsense. And Noreen only required payment to that terrible artist, not herself. Yeah, but but I was like, is she in on it? Been for My her. first thought, yeah, I was could like, have been for her. It, what if it was her? Fucking assistant doing the drawing. Very well could Somebody be. What if they're just assistant. photocopying the cover of that book? <laughs> <laughs> just, it looks like, just like him. Okay, but also... Mike Vamp. Okay. Mike Also, Vamp. for how much she was like tooting the horn about how much it looked like him, and then I looked at the pictures, I was... It's not that close. Yeah, I was like, I, I guess. Sort of. Yeah, but it, it, I mean, if I was of. her, and well, I, I knew I my cover that. so yeah. well, and all this shit had... Pardon me. All this shit had been going on. I would have been like, holy fuck. It's yeah. Mike Vamp. Yeah. But us looking at it, it's like, yeah, I can see it. But yeah, yeah I mean, also she's, a lot of people have those features. Right. She's also, but like, she's obviously building a case for like the psychics to be, you know, admissible as evidence to us. Yes. Right. Um, and like, she needs to make that case. I don't know that she succeeds or she doesn't. Yeah. For me, yeah, yeah, like it all seems like there there are intuitive people and or maybe people taking advantage of her, and that she's connecting a lot of the dots on her own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, like, I mean, I for sure was like, "Damn, this shit is spooky." Mm-hmm. That like a lot of this is happening, and it was in her books and stuff. Um, but it reads more to me as sad, like a really just like too yeah. sadly coincidental, where you're just like, "God damn, that's sad." Um, yeah, I couldn't, I kind of couldn't decide whether it was real or not. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's hard even to I've, know what to feel about it. Yeah, it seemed, it seemed like she was just a woman who's like reaching for, mm-hmm. she just needed to be like useful and trying to figure it out. And it really, well, and also, it's just because they were like, Kate needs you to do this. Yeah. Right. Well, and like she's experiencing her own world, like the way that she tells stories and like, yeah, there are obvious like, uh, you know, cosmetic similarities and like similarities in like the actual events. You know, a a, a girl is murdered, mm-hmm. but like, so like she immediately snaps into like investigatory mode. Mm-hmm. You know, and like she makes a point at the end, or someone does, um, that uh, women deal with anger uh by putting it in action, and men um bottle like, it, bottle it, or shut down. Um, it's actually, I think one of the psychics that says it, but like, I don't know it's pro- the idea of grief. Yeah. Maybe it's, like maybe it's men grief. are pretty good at expressing anger, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe not doing anything like productive with you it. You guys really have this down pat. <laughs> like cornered the market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've got one well, nailed down. Um, 
but like just the idea that she would like go into investigation mode mm-hmm. after her daughter is murdered, like that seems very extreme to me. That seems like something a character in her book would do. Well, no, that's but- what I was about to say is I think that it, I mean, it is extreme, but it also speaks to the kinds of books that she wrote. Yeah. Yeah. So she was like, I, I know how these stories go. I might be able to do something. So it's like she already has an interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can see her being like, I can figure this out. I can figure it out in my books. I can figure it out here. Yeah. And also when like, I need to most. That really extreme reaction is something that I completely identify with because I am a very, I don't know. I, I don't know why I've thought about this, but I have thought about it where I'm, I've just been like, hey, what if I have a kid and it gets like murdered? That'd be really sad. So then I think about like what I would do. Oh. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I do. I just have like weird morbid thoughts. Oh, do you think it would be sad? Yeah, I think it'd be sad. Okay. But also I think about the thing, like how I would deal with it and i i am of the type where i would be like i cannot rest until i figure this out yeah or like if i had a child that went missing like when people like if i see in movies when they're like oh like you know the mom people will be like oh you need to go go to sleep and rest like i would be one of those people that would be like no let me go woods with a flashlight yeah Yeah. i'd be uh winona rider yeah stranger yeah yeah i could stop it was, it's oh, I'd be like stop. kind of a bad actor, but worthwhile at the same time because you have <laughs> such uh, charisma and uh, heart. Like uh, everybody loves you, but at the same time, like have you but, ever like, been why? that good? Yeah, <laughs> like you, I get it. I get it. I love her. I love her. I'm yeah. happy to see her again. But like, mm. could here's you have the thing: more than like one setting. Well, maybe? here's the thing: just it's, the thought. It's um, she's uh, God bless. It's so nice to see you again. Atmospheric. You know what I mean? There's yeah, a feeling associated with Winona yes, Ryder. Best yeah. when she was used in that way. Yeah. As atmosphere? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just like kind general of. feelings. Like she brings a character. She evokes feelings like Beetlejuice. It's just sort of like this creepy presence. Mm-hmm. She can just like say everything very grounded. Mm-hmm. She embodies a feel like, you know, Edward like Scissorhands. Well. I haven't seen that in a while. I may not love her in that either. Who knows? Can I read the thing no. that I've been wanting to read? Oh, dear God. Kelly, are you going to read the end of this book? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So can we talk about how sad this made me? Sure. Because Sh- I cried. I-, I had to take my glasses off, threw them down on the bed, <laughs> struggled to yeah. finish this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's just such a good fucking writer. Yeah. She is very good. Go. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so... um. All right, so I'm going to read from the moment where... Do we need to set it up? This is on uh, her daughter's 21st birthday. Yeah. I'm not reading this. This is, <laughs> this is on her 21st birthday, and it's at the cemetery. And uh, Lois has brought a huge pot of yellow chrysanthemums. And this is as she's decided to and publish the book. Yeah, and she has her manuscript box with her. And she leaves a note for Rod. <laughs> Great. Um, oh, God. Okay. <laughs> you got it, Kelly. Can I really exist in a world that doesn't have Kate in it? I can do that, I tell myself. Given that there's no choice then, I can do that. A breeze, still soft with the lingering sweetness of summer, moves through the branches of the elm tree that shadows Kate's grave, and a leaf breaks free and sails down to land on the manuscript. Just another small death out of season. I strain to hear the lilt of Kate's voice in the breeze, but of course I do not. All I hear is the rumble of cars on the freeway, the raucous squawks of the nasty brigade of crows, the rattle of a plastic windmill on a neighboring grave. I don't have the powers of a medium. 
I am only a mother whose psychic abilities end at the edges of the heart. But I do have one thing going for me. I am a writer, and I have the ability to create scenes. I close my eyes, and on the darkened screen of my eyelids, I produce the image of my daughter as I most want to see her. Tall and strong and lovely, Kate stands before me. Her eyes sparkle with unquenchable mischief. Her glorious, honey-colored hair is splashed with sunlight. God's fingerprint is once again just an innocent dimple, oddly positioned on the ridge of her smooth, tan cheek. She raises her hand in a comical half-salute, just as she did on the night that she walked out of our lives. Later. I'll see you guys later. Goodbye, I tell her. Try to stay out of trouble, honey. Next time I want you to keep an eye out for wolves. I'm wasting my breath. For she is already striding away from me and my words go fluttering after her like a battalion of butterflies. Impatient for new adventure, she eagerly pushes aside the veil and, without so much as a backward glance at the teacher, steps joyfully, confidently forward into the light. Goddamn. <laughs> so sad. Her, the part that got me the most was her wanting to conjure an image of how she That's wants to see her. That's what got me the most, too. Like and that you started part. to break a little then. And honestly, when I read this, I was like, this is very sad. But I didn't have the same reaction to it but listening to you say it right now as soon as it was like i try to conjure the image Mm -hmm. because that was something i did after my dad died is i was like so stricken with grief and regret about how we left things yeah that i just imagined (laughs) (laughs) tamping it down tamping it down it's working everything's cool I imagine sitting with him in his last moments mm-hmm. and just like singing the song that he sang to me when we would go to sleep. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Why are you doing this to us? Oh, no. Okay. But yeah, so think of Brett's short story. <laughs> <laughs> so when you said, I try to conjure an image, is like, that's such a comforting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally sick. crying. We're just crying. <laughs> I'm so glad that uh, it's so Brett hot. is here to witness this. <laughs> <laughs> this first time. <laughs> like helping us record. Shit gets real. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, hey, can we try out your space? Cool. Is it cool if we just like cry about death while like, we're here? Listen, we're gonna bring in a lot of weeping energy. Like, look, <laughs> there's gonna be some intense keening. Um, oh my god, the keens. <laughs> <laughs> Did I like that? that oh no, the keen. Okay, so sad. let's see if I can. Okay, because I had a few keens. Okay, um, I looked for. <laughs> okay, everything fine. Everything fine. I looked for Kate in the cemetery. When I was alone, there was nobody else within earshot. I would stand at her grave and keen. The first time I did this, I didn't even know I was doing it. I was standing stoic as ever, holding a chrysanthemum plant. When I became aware of an inhuman wail, like the howl of an animal that had lost its cub. And when I glanced around for the source, I discovered it was coming from my throat. The hideous sound continued until exhaustion overwhelmed me, and I sank down onto the grass, pressed my cheek against the grave marker, and let loose the flood of tears I'd held back for so long. The caning. <laughs> <laughs> the caning. Uh, I was on. I was on the elliptical, like I don't know, a couple months ago, mm. and all of a sudden, um. Like the thought of my dad came into my mind and just like how we left things. I was like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, Power through it. You're on the elliptical. Everything's fine. 
And and then I had the what turned out to be the idiotic thought. Like, no. you know what? No. I'm going to get off. I'm going to let myself feel this. Oh, <laughs> no. Got to just... Working out is so good for ignoring feelings. I know. Oh, I should have yeah. used that. Just like 30 to 40 minutes of sobbing, of just like wailing into a towel while my dog sat by going, are you okay? Oh, my God. <laughs> like trying, like licking my tears off my hand. <laughs> like it was horrible and i like uh i had a draft of a tweet about it saved which is like hey i just had the like really cool discovery of what my um heart rate is when i have an emotional breakdown <laughs> it turns out it's 125 so yay fat burning zone because <laughs> i still had my freaking Listen, heart girl, rate on me. keep it up yeah. keep it going um yeah shit yeah it's um Ooh, my it's, favorite way to stave it off is to do the like, it's okay, <laughs> <laughs> which is like not okay. <sighs> Does that make it better either? Because like, no, because then it just it it simmers for a really long time, and then eventually you break down anyway. Yeah, but. I did get back on that elliptical. Yeah, Girl, you did. What? Yeah, you did. Girl, what? That's called living. Right. Commitment. those emotions down. <laughs> I was like, I cannot do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Back I go. Mm. Like, look, I know I got the 125 for a good 30 to 40 minutes, but I was mm-hmm. going for, you know, max heart rate. I was right. going for aerobic zone. Right. right. So I got back on the It's elliptical. a little different from weeping zone. It's a little different. <laughs> like a little yeah. different. It's just like, mm, that's where you're like, your brain starts generating these like really helpful. Anyway, don't worry about it. <laughs> Uh, what what do you think? Read the, the book, Spark. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the point of this book is now? Like, if mm. if we weren't reading it for this, would you have read it ever? No, I would not have read it. I would um, have read it. But I mean, the thing that it like, I want to solve this fucking murder. But I want to figure out what happened in those three the, hours. The point is definitely, I think, like you can't always count on the police. Mm-hmm. Definitely true. Trust psychics and be a little racist. Read all of, please be a little racist because it brings some moments it. of levity. <laughs> um, and please read this and believe me. Yeah. And give whatever info you had because, yeah. like, doesn't she say, like, Maybe if I publish this, yeah. Rod will read it. No, yes. yeah, and it's just like it's so, and it's even it's it's nakedly. A, I mean, a, she did yeah. unsolved yeah. mysteries with yeah. this. Oh, and I was really uh, loving the fact that no Albuquerque uh, Vietnamese actors would audition for really? any of the roles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I highlighted that part. Yeah, there, there's a little. It, is that a? Uh, is that like after the book is actually done, where they're just sort of like yeah. recapping other yeah. other things that happened in like the years since? On January, oh. <laughs> I'm oh. sorry. On January 27th, my dad's birthday, oh, 1993, God. the television show Unsolved <laughs> Mysteries ran a dramatization of Kate's story. Mike Gallagher made his files available to the producers and was instrumental in providing background information. All parts were cast in Albuquerque except for Kate's boyfriend. Although many Vietnamese actors were registered with Albuquerque talent agencies, they refused to audition for parts in the Kate Arquette story. The part of Jung Nguyen had to be cast in Hollywood. Interesting. So maybe the unsolved mysteries is even more racist than the book. It might be. Or they are they trying to communicate that all Vietnamese men are involved in 
in Albuquerque are involved in this crime and they're like, we can't speak out against our own community. Or they were afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they knew that there were actual people. No, yeah. Who would be very angry about well, it. Cause, well, because like imagine, right? You're like, imagine. wait, a hold up? Like this girl got killed for speaking out about this thing. And now you want me to act in to be this part thing. Of that speaking out. Yeah. As to speak out. A Vietnamese As man in Albuquerque. In Albuquerque. Uh, thank you, but no, no thank you. <laughs> Bye. I am, I am desperate because I live in Albuquerque, but I am uh, not that desperate. <laughs> but I don't need an unsolved mysteries credit. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I have my pride, <laughs> which is more than can be said for most of us. <laughs> I'm going to wait around for God 15 years you. for Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I will have my moment. It'll be a when very similar moment. <laughs> hey, Vietnamese actor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, overall, I guess I, I mean, I'm glad I read this book because I mean, this is too, something yeah. we've talked about for so long. Just and honestly, like, I feel like I'm just going to there is going to be this sadness to all of her books now, mm-hmm. even the ones before her daughter's death. Yeah. Which is basically everything that we would be reading. Yeah. Yeah. Because after, after that, she goes more like kid focused. Because she can't write I, this I kind of stuff to. anymore. Yeah. Um, and also, like, we've said it before, and I'll say it again. Yeah. This woman knows how to write about grief. And when it is personal, it is that much more piercing. And I was sad. going through my notes just to make sure there wasn't like one I really wanted to talk about that mm-hmm. I wasn't going to say. Um, here it is. Uh. August 20th. I cannot look at it fully straight on. Not yet. Tiny sideways glances are all I can imagine. All I can imagine. (laughs) Oh my God. I said it wrong again. (laughs) All right. I'm going to start over. Okay, everybody. (laughs) Take it from the top. August 20th. I cannot look at it fully straight on. Not yet. Tiny sideways glances are all I can manage. One image at a time. Her graduation picture, her record collection, her lonely black cat. The sideways glances thing. Oh, got me um the one that got me was when there's another poem she does where she's like talking about how her daughter left a watermelon bowl to her her other daughter yeah and she's like i want a watermelon bowl i want i want to know what that feels like and yeah and and hear her laugh about how we all thought it was a real watermelon yeah i don't know this book was really sad it's powerfully sad it was pretty sad (laughs) It's like, this is like a pretty like, sad for book. For an autograph, autobiographical book about like your daughter being killed, it was pretty sad. Right. You'd think like laugh riot. I would think like jokes on jokes. <laughs> jokes on jokes on jokes on jokes. How many jokes per page? <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, like, I think this is the most like emotionally affecting Lois Duncan book I've read. But just it has that weird long stretch in the middle that's like just trying to get me to solve a mystery that. Yeah. Because I get that she's trying to present as much information as possible because she wants yeah. people to help her solve mm-hmm. this crime. But I mean, it. I will say as a reader, it was like I found myself like just flipping through the pages of the yeah. psychic stuff. Like I was like, I don't like. Just make me it, cry again. Yeah, <laughs> I, let me make me feel please, things I don't want to feel. Please use your emotional manipulation. <laughs> so good at it. <laughs> so that I can relate to your pain. <laughs> yeah, the psychic stuff I was... Yeah, starting to like. I literally started to fall asleep. Last night. <laughs> I, and I was like, "I'm gonna look at these baby pictures my mom has been sending me." <laughs> oh, that's that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Fun. Yeah, that's nice. 
Yeah, at the beginning of the book, it it says like you know, uh, there these articles and psychic readings have been reprinted in their entirety or something like that. Um, and just seeing like psychic readings, I was like, oh, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Not again! God damn, what are we reading? Yeah, it it was interesting to me for a while. A while. Yeah, me too. And then I was like, it just became a lot. Yeah. Yeah. When she started to go, started going to multiple. Ugh. Yeah. Cause, or when she was like basically teaching us about, yeah, uh, like, like how how to the super stuff, yeah, and like her normal oh, her adventures at the oh, library. Oh, here's a question: mm. Does she have a photographic memory? Because there were whole conversations. Oh uh, well, didn't she? There's like a part where she's so she says um, she took, she took notes, copious she, notes and she recorded but, some stuff and oh, did she and record her husband's like isn't is that, that legal and she's like don't worry and he's like <laughs> no, okay oh she's like well the, like, poli- the police told me to family, do it yeah yeah i mean I, I think she's taking liberties there i guess it just seems like you should state that up top maybe she does maybe she does <laughs> and we skipped it maybe it was in the middle of one of those maybe psychic readings the there's no way to check <laughs> all right well <laughs> Cool. Okay. Well, cool. do we have any uh, uh, things we must say about this book? Mm. My I, heart goes out to Lo Dunk and her family. Yeah, same. And honestly, like, I hope that there's some closure there. I, I think I wish that. I don't know. That's cra- That's so fucking hard to not have that kind of. And to call it "Who Killed My Daughter." Oh. Yeah, I mean it's titled the way she titles books, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I know what you did last, last summer. summer, killing my Mr. daughter. Griffin. No. Oh. <laughs> Shit, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean for that to come off like super mean. I just thought we were like, I, I didn't even we think it was. This. No, I didn't even think it was a joke. Like no, I just I thought it was like just re- finishing the thought. Right, you were just word associated. Yeah. Oh man, it didn't seem like you were making a joke, okay. honestly. Okay, good. Because I wasn't, for the record. I could I tell mean, she, it was like, did, and then this comes next. You did dunk a basketball when, <laughs> oh, when you said it. I did, it. and I winked at you, right. which is irrelevant. Right. Oh, is that weird? <laughs> I mean, it's a little. I don't. We've got a lot of basketballs in this room. Okay, but what you should know is Kelly does that a, a lot, lot when we record. Okay, fair enough. I'm constantly yeah. dunking and winking. I'm like. Look, I, I give her a I lot dunk. of credit that she didn't walk over to the drum set oh, and do her right. own like oh yeah yeah and then get out my trombone and go wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so you're also criticizing the jokes yeah look <laughs> okay. i think honestly um, we have to edit all of that if you want to start with the man in the mirror that's what i say oh very good and then i play that song yeah <laughs> right I have, to sit, dance. I have to sit through a lot of, of just like audio work being done and then i have to say and kelly you know that you're gonna edit that out yeah, right she goes yeah I yeah know. i know but at the end Lindsay's always kind of to say oh okay <laughs> all right i see yeah you gotta uh-huh. work you gotta work uh-huh. out a shorthand for this I will Save someday. Save some real time. I'm constantly working on myself, so we'll see. Okay. Constantly taking a look at that man in the mirror. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to start oh, again. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just finished my dance. Uh, um, well, uh, we have a f- couple phone messages that we're going to listen to. Yahoo! Um, and Patrick, feel free to just react with us. Patrick was a- here for our oh. um, inaugural phone call. That's right. <gasps> really? How have you changed since then? <laughs> 
Uh, I'm a little bit taller than I was are then. You? Are you a bit of a baller? <laughs> Cut your hair so you're shorter. I am. <laughs> Do you wish you had a girl you could call her? <laughs> oh, I've got a girl we could call. <laughs> Do you want me to call a girl? Oh, man, this is painful. Just play it. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> Hi, Team Creep. This is Mike. I really like uh, your podcast, and I actually really like all the voice messages. I think they're really funny. And Aww. your commentary to them is very funny. Uh, so I just wanted Thank to tell you about uh, time in, actually, for me, it was elementary school uh, when I was a businessman. Preteen so, Businessman. Businessman. Uh, my parents I love had bought like a colored printer with, and that was high tech because uh, this was the 90s. Oh, nice. And uh, there was a program that we had. It was like the Lion King program i don't know uh it was like a game you can make greeting cards on it i, guess. I know that uh, yes. I, I know that i had that <laughs> I yes. up some greeting cards from this game oh my god and i did I that all the time and i sold them to people what <laughs> genius entrepreneur copyright infringement 100 percent profit i'm sure my parents <laughs> because mm. printing colored paper was expensive yeah he's gonna uh, call from disney but I sold it to I one kid in particular. I forget what his name was, but um, I I had the money like all on my desk uh, for, at school, and the music teacher. We had music that day, and the music teacher was this kid's dad, and I I was being really snarky that day. I never <laughs> I'm not usually this snarky, so like when I look back at this, I'm like. What was going on that day? But <laughs> said something to me like, we "Oh grew. wow, yeah. you have a lot of money or something." Because I had like, you know, probably like five thousand dollars, six dollars worth of quarters <laughs> on my desk or something. And you know, to us, I hope you're I was, embarrassed. You're a millionaire. Um, so he said something like that, and I said, "Yeah, you know where I got most of it from? Your son." What? And he flipped out. No. And he was like, he asked his son what he got for that the quarters, and his son gave him the lying no. card, and he made us give them back. What? Um, what? So that was really embarrassing. But um, my brother was also a businessman when we got up to high school, and. So what he did, I actually think the story is more impressive, but it's not (laughs) embarrassing. More Uh, impressive than $6. (laughs) He bought a lot of money. There were water bottles for sale in the school store. So he bought all the water bottles. (laughs) They were like 25 cents. He created demand. He bought like Mm -hmm. 100 water bottles. Like he bought the school, however many they carried. That's $25. What? Where's he getting this kind of money? He's going to sell so many Lion King cards. (laughs) Wait. Let him tell a story. Oh, I'm sorry. I oh, think you paused it. Oh, yeah. it's a two-parter. Oh, shit. Awesome. Yeah, it's a two-parter, guys. Part one, let's get to part two right now. I'm excited about part two. About this brother with the waters. Yeah. Although, oh, we're, we're in a drought. Oh, maybe he just uh-oh. got cut off. Oh, we we are never going to know. We got to oh, call him back. Oh, my God. Mike. What do we call him? Lindsay, Lindsay, that's insane. I mean, that's insane. What's on the East Coast is gonna be so late and sleepy times. The police said you could do it. The police said you can do it. 
Mike, call Mike. us back and tell us what happened. Oh, no. What do we think happened? Do we think he got like busted by the school? Or? Oh, I think no, he sold them each Mike. for a dollar and right. made seventy five dollars. So Wasn't I guess Scott. so. We'll play the other message, okay. Mike. Please call back and tell us the rest of your brother's story. Mm-hmm. We liked the one that you told about yourself. Thank you so much for calling. Um, I do want to say that like Google Voice does a transcript of mm-hmm. all the voicemails and sometimes it gets things very wrong. So in this one, it read as, hi, Dean Crepes. <laughs> Crepes. This is Mike. And another one, it says, I'm calling for King Creeps. <laughs> another one, it says, 18 crabs. This is Alex. 18 crabs. <laughs> we guys, 18 crabs. That 18 is crabs. the most amazing. That's I want the that on our shirt. Name of our podcast. Is that just like crabs all crabs. the way around the shirt, like wrapping uh, around the back? 18, 18 crabs. How cute! Aww, you can experience so it from both sides. Uh, when I'm walking towards you, and when I'm walking away. Damn. <laughs> okay, so uh, don't do me on that. You're welcome. I'll go ahead and play our next 18 crabs. Our next. Phone call from Madison. Hi, Kelly and K-Tai. I, I don't know how to... It, the, the case just went there. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Lindsay. Um, this you nailed is Madison. it. Don't worry about it, Madison. Um, I've been listening to your podcast for maybe... I don't know how long it's been. I at least know that I started listening to it um, at least before the uh, shit. Anyway. <laughs> before the I event. Podcast. The I incident. Love, uh, y'all banter i love um stories about souffle apple entree (laughs) thank you um that side story about the mom from the abominable snowman of uh, (laughs) the second life she lived yeah we gave her a better life thanks madison uh just a side thing um i'm one of the people uh, i'm probably the only person on um instagram facebook uh in Twitter, who's obsessed with the Kelly Nugent um, baby impression. Um, oh I actually God. saved <laughs> that one episode, and I will go back and just listen to that three minutes because you I sick so fuck. But anyway, today's phone call, um, I don't really have any um, super good stories that, like, you know, would probably make it into a pulp teen fiction novel um i do like <laughs> one of my friends <laughs> you did a kelly um, laugh yeah did tell me one story about how uh she was at a sleepover with one of her friends and um the friend got real close to her on the bed and was like i have to tell you a secret kelly her name was also kelly it's like i have to tell you a secret she went on this whole exposition and tirade and stuff that she's like, and long story short, I'm a witch. And <laughs> so are you. What? So, like, <laughs> I, I like to think of that whenever I think of... Uh, so wait, what is... I, what? I don't understand the twist. But my only uh, teen story is more relatable to the embarrassing, like... Uh, crush stories that y'all told um, a while back. I used to have this crush in ninth grade because um, he he was a dude in my um, geometry class. I never, like, you know, had crushes, like, that deep. And this is like a deep crush. 
how do I describe it? I'm I'm so sorry that this phone call is so long. She said that right as it cut her off. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope she called back. She did. She did. She called back. Okay, so part two of Madison. So what we have right now is deep crush. She's got a deep, deep crush, crush on this guy. Right, First time she's ever had a tree. deep crush. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Hi, Kel. Hey, Ty. This is Madison. Uh, I realized that my last phone message was way too long, so I'll keep it succinct. I don't have any, um, like, creepy teen stories, unfortunately. I was very mundane. Um, I do have an embarrassing crush story that I want to uh, reveal to, like, (laughs) the world. Whatever. (laughs) But um, when I was in ninth grade, there was this dude um, who was in my geometry class. He was a bit of a player and, like, did a lot of things to, like, make his friends laugh. Um, And I had, like, a super big crush on him. And he was low-key, like, you know, playing it back and forth. Like, he said, like, he, it would be like, you know, like, it didn't seem like he liked me. But then there would be those little moments uh, between us that, like, made me second guess. Mm, he's um, doing on the DL. But there was mm-hmm. one time where I was in um, geometry class. We openly flirted with each other, and he would compliment openly. me like over. He would compliment me like publicly in that class, and of course, nice. being like a chubby, shy uh, ninth grader, like I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> and there was one time none of us did where I answered a question and. He ended up saying, like, to the whole class, is like, Maddie, you have a really sweet voice. And I was, like, um, feeling great. But then there was this kid, who's my friend now, but, like, there was this kid. <laughs> very nervous about him now. out in the middle of class. He's only saying that because he wants to get into your pants. And Aww. everyone starts laughing. And I think I shriveled up and died and did not pursue that crush anymore Aww. um it Why? was it, especially again for me being like chubby shy teen like this was like the worst thing i didn't want people to know that he liked me and i didn't want people to think that like <laughs> i was spurring this and it was just trash and that's the only story i have um i guess a follow-up to that is that i would Still probably kiss that dude. Uh, yeah, that's right. Do it, girl. Kiss that dude. But that's it. I love your podcast, <laughs> and I love Kelly's uh, uh, creepy baby voice. No. Bye. No. 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 I can't believe I didn't know that was coming. Lindsay. No. Baby. I hate it. No. <laughs> I thought we were friends. <laughs> Oh, wait, what did, I, did I say baby wants to fuck one time? I think I might. Have. I think you said much worse than baby <laughs> wants did to I? fuck. I don't know. I think there was some Madison. breast talk. Oh, probably. Madison, just keep, you know what? The thing that you should think about always right before you go to sleep is that boy wanted in those pants, girl. That's what he I would did. Keep that kid myself. was right. But I right. totally understand being like, I don't want anybody to think. My biggest fear mm-hmm. yeah. was somebody knowing I liked somebody if they didn't like me. Yeah. Uh, even if even if they did. Even yeah. if they did. People like, knowing was weird. Yeah, don't people knowing that you have know. emotions. And don't like, want them to know. No, no one can know me. Yeah, and there was even like, I remember in in high school, like later in high school, I had this like weird flirtation with this guy. 
and people would be like, oh, like Kelly and this guy like each other. And I'd be like, ew, no. And like he would would be like, ew, what? And like we just like did not pursue it because people thought we liked each other. I don't know why that's so terrifying. What the fuck is that? Uh, yeah, we, we don't want people to it's know so that hard like to be alive. We want to bone each other. Or, yeah, yeah. Is that is just that like sex is embarrassing, and so like we don't want people to it's know that we vulnerability. want vulnerability. It. It, yeah, yeah that's what it is. The vulnerability. Yep. Well, well, classic teen issues. <laughs> classic teen issues. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Madison, for calling. Mike, feel free to call back. Please do. Waiting to hear We're that water bottle story. I want to know how much money your brother made. I want to totally. find out if he got he, in trouble. Okay. I, I want to find out all of it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, Great. thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us, Patrick. Thank you for having me. Yay. Do you want to plug? Yeah. I would love to plug Same Day Shipping, a show that I do with Kelly, uh, where we talk about fun relationshipy stuff. Please stop uh, plugging that. I will not. <laughs> Lindsay's like, I, I feel plug it like every um, time you come on the I show. I feel fucking attacked I am personally. not on that show. <laughs> When I said plug, I meant for you to plug my stuff. <laughs> oh, check out Teen Creeps. <laughs> uh, and of course, the Nintendo Cartridge Society podcast where Mark Mitchell and I talk about Nintendo and all the great things in there. Uh, we come out every Tuesdays and Thursdays, news episode on Tuesday and a topic episode on Thursday. We talk about all the best stuff that's happening in Nintendo right now. I highly cool, recommend cool, cool. you guys check those out. Both yeah. of those podcasts are great. Mm-hmm. For sure. Thank you, Kelly. Uh, join welcome. us next week. We are reading the beloved Face on the Milk Carton by Caroline B. Cook. Man, we're talking. I fucking loved that. Me too. Book so much. I got to say, reading now holds up. It's pretty fucking good, yeah. dude. Okay, so just a little. Okay. Uh, that's just that's a little teaser. Ta- yeah. Taster taser. <laughs> Small um, taste. A taster teaser. I do say that like right now we're doing a lot of like lost children heavy genre True. stuff. <laughs> Not. False. <laughs> great uh so join us uh then uh check out our patreon patreon.com slash teen creeps and uh please subscribe rate review us on itunes thanks for listening to teen creeps our artwork is by james mulholland our theme music is by mike carlson Find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Teen Creeps Pod. Shoot us an email at teencreepspod at gmail.com. And please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And to share your teen and at work creep-related stories, you can leave us a message now at 747-333-6995. For our rating schedule, go to teencreepspod.com. Thanks for listening, and keep it creepy.